listening to WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of power.
It's 5.37 p.m. Welcome to Inclusion, my church. I'm your host, James Felton Keith. And uh, we have a packed studio here today. We had a bunch of activists over just hanging out to talk about one of my favorite topics, universal basic income. And, you know, as we regularly do, we talk about how people are being excluded from the economy, from society uh, in general. And that usually comes down to being a monetary issue. Uh, and as it is, we are going to endeavor to uh, figure out how to make it um, or how to make inclusion a remedy to our, our problem of exclusion. So, oh, my God, we got a lot of people in the studio today. I think it would take another hour to introduce everyone. I'm going to let folks go around and sort of as they jump in, introduce, you know, who they are. We've got activists and social workers and technologists and journalists around the table today from across the globe. And I think, Diane, let's start with you on what we were talking about. So we're talking about uh, a march here in in New York. What sort of um, logistics can uh, we expect to be led by? And you're, you're with Basic Income NYC. Right. Right. Basic Income NYC is going to be a big part of this. Yes. And so... And I didn't, so I didn't realize that's separate from Basic Income New York. Is Basic Income New York like a whole state thing? Is is that a thing? No. So there's 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 a lot of media. There's a lot of social media groups for Basic Income, oh, and uh, you know, I'm a, it's it's hard to know to what degree people are on social media that, <laughs> but are also in tangible places as well. Um, it's not our an in group, real life thing. But, right. Um, our group, Basic Income NYC, actually has a physical presence on Earth as well um, as being on, on social media. And every month we do a monthly Basic Income social night. Uh, we started out calling them movie nights until we sort of uh, went through some changes. And now we call them Basic Income social nights. But universal base, there's universal on, on the web, there's Universal Basic Income New York. Um, I've never met anyone from that group, but that's, that's awesome that they exist. <laughs> and, um, then there's basic income NYC and there's also chapters, uh, you know, freestanding groups in different, uh, a few different cities in the United States, like Seattle and San Francisco, yeah. uh, kind of sister chapters, but we're not, we're only related in spirit really. And our belief in universal basic income. So. I like it. Yeah. It's like another church, a church of university kind of. that started with movie nights. Yes. And so, David, you are, is it your movie or is it just your peers movie? You're with, am I pronouncing this right? Is it Presenza? Presenza. Presenza. Yeah. Like, oh, like one where I always want to, when I'm it's, typing it's it in. It's Italian. So it's Italian. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that part. I was too embarrassed to ask yeah, if no, it was Italian fine. or something yeah. else. I was <laughs> like, I'm just going to say this the way they say it. You know, people do that. I'm like, eh, Presenza. I don't know. Presenza. Okay. Yeah. So it's Italian. Yes. And the documentary has been produced by Presenza yeah. from people in Spain, mainly, mm. and but covered uh, with a lot of interviews from people in the U.S., people in Europe, and so on and so forth. And the Italians and the Spanish just coming together and, you know, exactly building bridges. For the universal. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, actually, I am. I'm learning something new because every time I spell the company, I spell press and then I put Enza behind. It's the way I remember how uh-huh. it's happening. But uh-huh. no, I did not know that that was a uh, Italian word, Italian company. But can you it's tell us? It's not Italian company. It's we are all over. Oh, everywhere. But uh, the name comes from Italian sources, origins. Is it? Does it mean? Is it something that we should know or? or well, no, just, just nice. Pr- yeah. Oh, it's just nice. And it's pressed. It does. It sounds good. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. It makes me think about coffee, actually, mm-hmm. which we spent a long time talking about. <laughs> oh, no, that's a, that's a previous <laughs> discussion. <Express> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, folks, we've been hanging out for a few hours here <clears throat> in the studio before the show started. But uh, so Pressens is everywhere. What's is there? Uh, can you give us a little background of the mission statement, like what you're doing? Which So we, we were yeah. launched 10 years ago on uh, for... Uh, uh, the organization of uh, March for Peace and Nonviolence, who cover 93 countries and for 93 days. And and so uh, when we organized this march, we were like, the only way we're going to be able to promote the march was to uh, have our own press agency. And that's how we we start the agency. And uh, uh, because of the march, we had people who took photos or people who took videos and people who write uh, minutes of the place where the, the march was happening, mm. so he gave us uh, the structure to be able to do one press agency at the international level. In uh, in one year, we were in five languages and um, twenty cities. That's pretty and new. So how, like how long ago was that? Ten years ago. Oh, I did not realize yeah. that. That's like well, you came to the ten years yeah. celebration. Uh, were, right, right. I just of, of the of the agency we had an event here in New York. I didn't digest it. I just assumed that you all did those things. Yeah, I don't know. I thought you you had been around forever. Um, well, ten years is already. Uh, I guess it is a long time <laughs> for some people. It's a long time. <laughs> I think I'm 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 at a weird place in life where <clears throat> I'm finally realizing that I remember very well the last 30 years which mm-hmm. makes me feel weird because i normally feel like a very young person and so 10 years feels like no time okay and so the fact that awesome things happened 10 years ago is still weird to me because i feel like i wasn't here 10 years ago mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh yeah apparently i was mm-hmm. and i was you know an ad- adult etc so um well no, that's awesome so we also have alexi am i pronouncing that right yeah Am I enunciating the A too much, or is it is it Alexei, or is it just Alexei? It's Alexei. Alexei, okay. So you can pronounce Alexei. Alexei, yeah. Okay, all right. And so um, and so your orgs, are, so you're involved with a lot of different orgs uh, and, and sort of tie them into basic income, but a lot, of, a lot of meetups, a lot of technology folks, a lot of activists in general. How would you, do you classify yourself as an entrepreneur, as an activist? Do you wear those titles? Are the... I try to find myself, uh, and uh, for to do this, I try to meet as much people as possible. You know, yeah. run as much meetup. So you're a politician. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. I probably. Never, never thought about it. Never no, thought about it like yeah, that. Never thought. Politician doesn't run. <laughs> yes. I thought about myself as a connector between different yeah. communities. Yeah. Uh, in the things that I think are good. Yeah. And. Um, like provide my view on what they can be, how can they connect, what like aspects of this organization mm-hmm. are compatible between them. Usually, like technologies are pretty compatible, sure, it's, uh, or organizational level or marketing level are compatible 
we all need marketing, but not every uh, organization can afford good marketing. Sure, sure. And also don't have knowledge or something like this. So I tried to run a lot of meetup groups. Yeah. Um, like 20,000 members right now in New York City. Yeah, that's a lot in any city. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I'll try to like bring more people in it. So in You should organize a march. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why he's here. Yes, I, I, I never thought about the march, you know, UBI march. It's probably the last thing I thought, but when yeah. people like so enthusiastic about it, so why not? Uh, so my like my endeavor started like back in 2016 when i was in a democratic national convention yeah. i uh, was with the oh in philly yeah in philly yeah there. we, we yeah. spent two days in a park uh with uh, really crazy people from all over the spectrum the political spectrum from i love crazy from, people yeah, yeah. from from uh yogis to some uh, you know hippies to that's how we, how you basically learn what America is. You know? I know yogis. I don't know what keepies are. <laughs> they hippies? just want to keep everything? Hippies? Hippies? Yeah. Oh, hippies. Oh, yeah. hippies. hippies. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh okay. Oh, yeah. okay. They, they, they really know oh, yeah. how to hug. I, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they know they taught me how to hug people and feel like really cool because we're in New York. We're a little, you know, yeah, hands off. Yeah, yeah, I re- yeah. I think hippies make you feel human. That should be a whole campaign. Exactly. Hipp- Hippiesarehuman.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was really <laughs> disappointed with the end, you know, when Bernie lost or Bernie was like yeah. uh, set up. This whole thing is, is difficult to you know understand. Uh, the whole crowd, like how much that twenty million people, they yeah. like disappeared. You know, the activity fold. Yeah. The, the, there was nothing happened like for two years probably. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think in, in any sort of political movement, I think it is necessary to acknowledge, even as we talk about technology and big ideas and automation of things, like leadership is still necessary to sort of drive a ship. And a lot of those people were gathering around, for better or worse, I think for better, I think Bernie did some prolific things, uh, gathering around the ideas that he was bringing. But what, what provided hope was that he was going to carry out those ideas if and when elected uh, in, in office. Um, and so while it is always interesting, as we are even seeing now during this presidential campaign, um, it's always interesting to see sort of new activism proliferate around thought leaders or formal leaders who have elected offices in general. Um, I sort of find peace of mind busying myself or, or as we were talking about earlier, overly busying myself (laughs) With, with the activists who who are constantly doing the work regardless, and that makes me think about um, Maria, our other guest here, who is with the Safety Net Project. Yes, I am. Among other things. I know you do a, a couple of things, a yeah. dozen different things. Yes, I've been been doing this for a very long time now. Tell us about the Safety Net Project Safety Net first. Project yeah. is, is an organization I've been involved for the last could say over three to four years now yeah. where we talk about issues dealing with HRA down to the Department of Homeless Services, yeah. how we're now, they're trying to cut down the hours yeah. at some of these centers right now and hours they, they close. 
Yeah, the yeah. owls that they operate, number one, especially the biggest one of all, which is the SNAP Center at 125th Street, yeah. where they're getting rid of that. West 125th West 125th Street. Street right. Where it's going to be harder now for people to go to the one on 126th Street and yeah. 3rd Avenue. On the so, east side. Yeah, so there's been a petition going out about that. Right. Fortunately, that ended. It's been in the patch.com yeah. dealing with the issue. Um the community is frustrated and, yeah. you know, it's really hard to be in that situation if you have to apply for public assistance or SNAP benefits because a lot of people may not be able to travel back and forth. They're not thinking about the how people in that community have to travel to the east side. They're not thinking that way. Yeah. But at the same time, you still have to try to, you know, get your benefits and try to work around that. But the sad part about it, they have this access HRA it's good, but it's not good for people that's not illiterate, doesn't have a phone. Sure. You sure. know, they're not thinking about that. Yeah. Even though they do have that at the HRA center, yes, they may need help mm-hmm. with that, but it really hurts. I think yeah. it is important, uh, again, as we sit around sort of this, this diverse table and talk about the distribution of benefits of sorts, if we looked at, uh, again, if we you know, take this back to universal basic income as yes. a as a benefit. Uh, I think one of the most difficult things, and this was talked about a, a few weeks ago at the North American Basic Income Guarantee Congress, uh, about logistically how we distribute those benefits yes. once they exist, yes. whether we're using new forms of, you know, technology and blockchain to distribute those, whether it's about occupying physical space and centers. Yes. And, you know, for the people who aren't familiar with the the landscape of, of New York or really Harlem is, is what we're talking about. You know, East side and East and West Harlem are, you know, are very different. Um, and it is a long trek to get from the East to the West side yes, of the Island. Is. I mm-hmm. think people in, uh, Iowa and Illinois and Michigan think it's no time cause we're all mm-hmm. walking literally like, like a mile and a half, but that's a lot. If you're walking in the heat in yeah. New York's dense traffic, it's not like hopping in a car and driving one mile. I know being born in the Midwest, when I first got to New York, I thought, you know, everything is close until I tried to drive around this place mm-hmm. and that five blocks is forever. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so, you know, I think one of the, even as we gather and talk about marching for yes. universal basic income, and this could really go to, go to anyone, let's say if we had a universal basic income tomorrow, what are some of the management or distribution hurdles that we think we would we would have to get get over? Because for one, you know, a lot of folks aren't banked. Yes. Know, so we don't know where to send that money. Uh, number two, uh, a lot of folks aren't uh, registered. Um, government knows that they exist in some capacity, but not uh, in a formal capacity. Yeah. You know, we have Census 2020 coming up. Yeah. Uh, we just got a Supreme Court win with the Supreme Court taking the citizenship question off of the census. But yeah. because of the general fear mongering from the president's administration and others, a lot of people who should take the census who are inside of the borders of the United States of America will not take it. We know that for yeah. a fact. We know. No, but in Queens, we, it's, uh, it's uh, one million. People. In Queens. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you, uh, in, we missing. We missing. A million uh, people are missing. We missing 30 to 35 percent of the population in, in Jackson High, Queens, Corona and all of that. Mm. We missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's under counted. I mean, that's a big level. And so and, and to be clear for anyone who, who's not familiar. So Jackson Heights is noted as 
most the diverse. most diverse district in New York. Yes, yeah. it How is. many languages in was New York? The new in county? the U.S. So many. In the U.S. Oh, in the U.S. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. If yeah, they're yeah. in New York, they're, yeah. yeah, most yeah. diverse in the U.S. How many? So languages? the hospital, almost hospital, counts yeah. 133 dialects and, dialect. and languages. That's 133. Yeah. Wow. That's what they count, and well, that's what they have in their book to for translation because yeah. it's a very complicated situation. When they I get always to think it. my neighborhood is really diverse, but you know. <coughs> Anyway, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. no, okay, all right, maybe not, yeah. <laughs> so I want to... Oh. Yeah, go ahead, no, go. I wanted to just uh, go back to what you were saying that you brought up the, the center closing. Oh, that Maria brought up, uh, yeah. Yes, it's very important so, that people know about this because yeah. a lot of people may not know how HRA is cracking down with their hours. Can it's you spell out HRA for us? Human for Resource Administration, where you yeah. apply for public cash assistance yeah. and SNAP benefits assistance. Yeah. So, so I don't know if I know that your uh, I know that your petition is shut is already done, but yeah. people can still reach out to their city council yes. and express their alarm at closing that center. And and what I wanted to say about that because it's related to your question about universal basic income is that um, well, first of all, I mean if you can't if you can't walk across town to get to this other center. You know, of course, obviously, people are going to say, well, you could just take the bus, right? Or you could take the train. But, of course, that implies more expense that people living yes. in poverty don't don't have the money to to go there. And, and you know, it's $5 to get across town and back. Um, so that's another thing. But I think that what we have to realize is that, you know, none of these things happen. It, usually, um, you know, the overt... The overt reason for closing the center is that they're saying that there's going to be no loss to the client, to the person in need, because they can uh, do their benefits online and they're Access trying to stream, They're going to yeah. streamline some stuff and and whatnot. But of course, the covert, you know, covertly, it's it's completely obvious to anyone with half a brain that you're going to lose clients yep. because because you don't have that that extra center you're going to lose some people yeah you're also going to overburden the, the the people who are on the east side as frontline workers you're going to overburden them and the end result is going to be punishing the people who need who the need help yeah so that's not by accident yeah like the idea the idea that they don't that hra doesn't realize that that's what's going to happen that's just not true. You know, policies are designed to, you know, they're designed with a purpose in mind. And if that's if that's a result of closing that center, that's because HRA has planned it this way. Yeah. They want it to, they don't mind losing clients. What they're trying to do is they're trying to get more and more people to use these streamlined systems for this benefit that is, you know, grossly inadequate. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask, what is the benefit? What do you mean this benefit that's grossly ina inadequate? The distribution of the actual resources? The actual <clears throat> benefit, the cat, whether it be cash, the cash or, or, or food or other. stamps, right? right? And I'm not saying, of course, you know, if you're if you actually receive food stamps and maybe a little bit of cash and you're listening to this, you're saying, oh, well, you know, you might you might second think that and you might say well you know what i get from my household means a lot to me sure. and of course it does and i'm not saying it doesn't but what i'm saying is that compared to what you're owed and what you should get sure. to meet the needs of your family 
your benefit is actually really tiny. Yes, One thing is. that Maria said that was interesting is, well, so a lot of these people, they don't have access to access HR. So no, that's a website, that's, right? Yeah, it's like it's all they don't over. have devices. They don't have they, the internet. Yeah, they don't have the phone. They may not have certain things. And then if you use the, um, it's called Link NYC. You only oh, could stay. Yeah, you only could stay on it for but so long. Oh really? Yeah. From the street, right? From you the can street. Like, I mean, imagine I've stand, sitting I've in the street. I've my phone before, but yeah. yeah. Sitting in the street for an hour trying no. to use a, a software-based I mean, system to get help is and, absurd. I mean, yeah. to be honest with you, access HRA may be beneficial to other people, but it may not be for not. The only reason why I'm saying that because it's, it's not called, helping the, mo- the yes. folks who are in need the most. Mm-hmm. And I like it, and I don't like it because why about the people that? Like I said before, don't have a phone. Yeah. They said, oh, yeah, well, you could use it, the library. I'm like, yeah, but how long can you use the computer at the library? These are things people are not realizing that. Yes, there's technology, but why about the people that don't have technology and don't understand how to use a computer and right. stuff no, like that? And it, it really that's the reason why I'm for universal basic income, you yeah. know, and I feel that this needs to be pushed. Yeah. Thank you. David. No, yeah. but you have another issue on, on that to add to that discussion. It's the budget, New York City budget. Yeah. Went from $75 billion five years ago to 93 now. Yeah. It's 93 now. Yeah. So, I mean, when you, are, when you increase of $15 billion on something and, and you have to close institution, basic institution like that, it's like it doesn't make any sense because... New right, Yorkers up, are contributing now. to yeah. that budget. I mean, it, it, this money doesn't come from uh, nowhere. Yeah. So um, that's really, uh, uh, it's not like the budget, New York City budget going down. It's mm-hmm. not like we mm-hmm. have less money in New York City. The money keep increasing. Yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not understanding the logic beyond closing this. I mean, maybe we need a little bit more trans. Maybe we need some designed in transparency in the system because I honestly don't know. <clears throat> like I, I am aware that the number is bigger this year, but I don't know where that new money is going. Well, it's some reserve and some, you okay. know, some crazy mm-hmm. budget. Oh, they have some extra. Yeah, it's not no, going well, to pick up to garbage. No. I can tell you that. <laughs> like it's not going to the There's train. There's so I much garbage the everywhere. <laughs> Everyone's got something. That really, there is a lot of garbage. Right? Yeah, have, yeah. have you noticed palpable amounts of garbage and and, and household garbage and in, in litter baskets? And The just reason I moved to this city alone is because my ex, she just thought this city was too dirty and she just said, there's too much garbage <laughs> everywhere. Seriously, that really happened. I was like, well, I'm going no, to New York people, anyway. Yeah, people are surprised with. She said it stinks. That, yeah. I mean, I love this. I love, you know, it stinks a little bit, but it's a nice kind of thing. It's a it's a stink you can <laughs> only get in where, one place. It depends where. We're going to take a quick <laughs> uh bro. <laughs> you know I mean? We're going to take a quick break. We'll be um uh I lost my total train of thought. We'll be Wait, You know what? We won't be right back. Let's just keep going through the show. Hold on. Do you wonder where you fit in these changing technological times? Is the system excluding you or including you? I'm James Felton Keith, inviting you to tune in to Inclusionism, a new code of equity, every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. I'll interview leading activists, academics, diplomats, and business people about what it truly means to be included in the 21st century. That's Inclusionism, every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. on WHCR 90.3 FM, The Voice of Harlem. See, I usually play a song there. I was going to play uh, Get Money from Biggie Smalls and the Junior Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, as we try to figure out how we get money to the people who need it, um, obviously there's some logistical problems. Like even if this bucket of money that uh, Maria mentioned, like I'm, I'm advocating for universal basic income, the question still becomes how do we get it to ourselves? I mean, even I think about the housing fight that we just commenced. It, we really didn't finish anything, but we got to, you know eight of these new nine bills up in Albany passed that gives us some opportunity to defend ourselves from a housing standpoint in this state. But we do know that sister departments to you know HRA like HPD yeah. uh, are ill-equipped, and there's plenty of evidence to uh, help facilitate fair housing practices. And that's aside from whatever affordable housing might be, which we know is generally not affordable. What is affordable? There you go. Exactly. So so as we think about the, mm-hmm. the logistics, um, I want to pivot separately. Unless someone has something specific to say about what they think we could do logistically or implement logistically to, to better distribute funds from a governmental organization to individuals, not necessarily groups of individuals, but person by person, uh, as they come up to say the DMV or these sort of, uh, you know, SNAP agencies, et cetera. Like, you know, if we're giving out a basic income, it's like, where do people go pick it up? Well, Does it go straight to their bank? But, but, well, oh, wait, go ahead. Sorry, no, good. Well, the ones that don't have like bank, in my opinion, the ones that don't have like bank accounts and stuff, sure. I feel like we should put it on like a debit card. Sure. Then that way, the thousand dollars they could put on a debit card. So that way it'd be better. And Where we instantly be- bank them. I mean, because the debit card is still tied to some institution. I understand that, but you're just thinking about you're just thinking about the people that don't have bank accounts and stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. And I'm just thinking about that in, in a. I mean, we could do it in a better way, but that's just an idea no, that could you. be done. But C- unless you don't want to C- deal with the banks, city ID. The city ID. Uh. They they came up with an ID a couple of years ago. I do the city ID. The problem of the, of the implementation yeah. was badly done. Yeah. Because it could have been something. I work on the campaign for getting the right to vote for legal residents in New York City. And yeah. when I saw ZTID, I'm like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Because now you can give the right to, for people to participate politically, actively in, mm. into the city. Yeah. You have an ID. You can vote. You can, uh, you can be part of poll. You can be part of... You can, I mean, you have a lot of things you can do. And you can organize the distribution the of a basic capital. income with an ID hmm. where uh, it's it's pretty simple. I mean, Alexis. technically, I don't yeah. see any reason why it will not work. I'll just jump in. Yeah, this is... Uh, I see f- a few problems here. Yeah. Uh, one of the problem, even uh, those who distributed the city ID, they don't know where we are. They don't know how to reach us mm. because this first line, you know, address line they collected, where is it like a few years after I moved? Mm. Uh, mm. So... Even if the government don't know how we should know as a citizen, right? So we we don't know where we are. The the price of access to uh, your uh, like your customer, your your organization customer is high. You should go and meet them physically somewhere, or you don't have email base of them. You know they don't have emails. Uh, you don't have a phone base, or how you access it. No? Right, so this is a like show up, yeah. really simple question that. Uh, when when they distributed the CD ID, the the access was the old school. They just advertised it on the streets and in the subway, right? Uh, 
But everyone didn't go get it ex- yeah. because they didn't know. What, exactly, okay. exactly. So we still don't know their opinion about it. Those who didn't choose to, right. to use it, they, we don't know opinion. But this is a like, lo- much larger question because uh, like any opinion, any opinion that need to be expressed on right. on a um, center uh, the center closing or any other opinion is yeah. still have this barrier of uh, high of price entry. access yeah so you make me think about uh and i get what you're saying so you're saying we need to go to the people to say hey you have this new benefit and and here it is again for you. and again yeah. it makes me think about the uh the argument we were having in albany earlier this year i can't remember exactly which month but i know it was colder and now we just got this uh uh, SCOTUS 2020 census ruling, but we were asking the state for $60 million to put uh, CBLs as community-based organizations in the streets to engage people who need to fill out the census to ensure that they could, because this is the first time that we'll have a digital census ever. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, even though we had the internet and it was relatively robust, we didn't. we still used paper. But I think the census is the only effort that we put people on the ground to uh, extract information from the citizens. And um, as David uh, pointed to uh, up in Jackson Heights and Queens in general, we're still missing a million oh, people. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. And there's a, a group of folks that we're missing in every district across the, the country. I know in this state we lost two congressional seats in yeah. the last 10 years because... Yeah, yeah, and you're missing further. one in Queens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even when people say my district, the 13th district of New York is 750,000 people, we know it's about you know nearly 900 thousand people yeah. that's not a million yeah. but it's more than a hundred thousand people are undocumented and yeah. now there is a yeah. special department of yeah. civic engagement sure. in nyc so they open it they they find oh, out that, that this loss See, this million people loss and they uh, yeah. started to figure out how to do this so I have, oh, sorry i yep. just i just wanted to add that i think that it de- you know it really depends too um what w- so you need public service announcements, right? And you need you need to figure out how you're going to do what mechanism you're going to use. But I don't. They have that via I, text. Via it, the yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't lose a lot of um, sleep trying to figure out what method we're going to use to distribute a universal basic income because mm-hmm. the thing is that a benefit like that 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 you know we've we've talked about and we realize would be so life changing. It wouldn't take very much folks to, for folks to sign up for it. I mean, I yeah, envision it, you'd like, have, if you had a one month of intensive community outreach, it would it would just ignite like fire. Mm. You wouldn't need to do a lot of outreach because neighbors would tell neighbors, pe- friends would tell friends, family would tell no, family, no. and and people would find the way to get to the place they needed to it sign up. It is a lot up. different than the census, so yeah. you're right. There, because there's David, a perceived value to it. Yeah. You know? But well, when we did the CTID, the city went to a non-profit organization of neighborhood organization and, and did the registration into local organization. That's how we went yeah. through the grassroots level. It was done by uh, organization yeah. of the of the neighborhood. We yeah. still, you're right. And so I think you're, there but are some chops there, but this is, and yeah. you make a great point. Absolutely. Telling people I'm going to give you $1,000, whereas yeah. I'm going to give you an idea, ask yeah. you for right. something. By yourself. Right. Yeah. People right. don't want to divulge more info. And, and some people do want an ID, but they don't want to, like, I wouldn't mind a city ID, but I wouldn't walk across the hall for it <laughs> i mean me right now I, but if someone threw me one under the door i would just take it but if someone said there's a thousand dollars over there a month a, a month, month i would go tax get it. free but yeah. but yeah. i think we could go beyond that because well, we do if, need to if, reach out 
But you're right. No, no, no but yeah. about voting, about representation, about uh, yeah. issues, about questions, about, uh, I mean, you have a lot of things who could be tied to mm. the ID mm. and it could be interesting to have it not just one thing because it's always one thing. Right. It's you like you get you an ID for this and then you need another ID for that and then you need another ID to get to get your source. And I have too many ideas in my wallet exactly. right now. Instead yeah. of doing one and yeah. then you go yeah. and then you go expand the power of that story yeah. and you can see see the relation how the dynamic goes but I think it will be a yeah. I agree so I'm, yeah. I'm going to switch subjects slightly and uh, be a bit more uh, ridiculous because we just I think this is sort of the think tank um, everyone we're just inside of talking smack with each other so I, I hope at least listeners are having fun with this what did you all think anybody can go about uh, the oh, do we want to go here do I need to turn some mics down I, I no, will no, no. let's, let's go what do you think of uh, uh, Andrew Yang in the base again come talk uh, during the Democratic debates. Anyone? So I think that NBC needs to, uh, they got, you know, it's fool me once. Say it loud. You yeah. know? Okay. NBC needs to be prepared because the next, the next debate, I predict that Andrew Yang is going to do very well. When's the next debate? Is that? I uh, don't know exactly when. Does anybody know when it is? It's uh, in July, and he's already qualified. Yeah. And shame on them for the blatant bias that yeah. they showed with their moderators calling on certain on on certain candidates and not on others. Sure. Um, I was really. Uh, I was really incensed. I was watching. Um, I was watching the debate with a, a bunch of uh, people. I saw you all were posting pics. Yeah, I was in like, Gorham oh Hill. Yeah, all, yeah, and uh, you know, and we I was were in just. DC, but I wish I could have been. We, there. we yeah. were really, uh, we were really annoyed. Um, at but at the same time, I felt like um, you know, it's interesting when you have uh, when you have a, a room full of people engaged in in constant interrupting mm -hmm. and constantly talking over their time mm -hmm. and there's one person in the room who doesn't interrupt and doesn't talk over their time you notice that person and andrew yang did not interrupt anyone he was the only one he was the only one i don't think pete did but maybe he was pete, only, actually yeah. pete was what pete was he all was right good. he didn't do any uh you know jockeying yeah. for the for the mic or anything but they were already calling on him anyway and did, right. i will say there's he nothing uncouth about pete but yeah. I w now, what would you say if so? I think the counter argument because I was reading some of these from the DNC at least. I'm on uh, an advisory board at the DNC, so they sent a they splash out some emails. And the regular commentary is that they try to ask the questions of the people who are polling the highest first, and then what happens is rebuttals get into play, and then you get lost in the rebuttals, and your time goes away. Mm -hmm. And so, technically per them, and I'm not defending them at all, I'm just saying mm -hmm. this was their defense, because I just want Yang to talk about basic income and automation, even though basic income is a much bigger deal than uh, it being uh, combat, you know, in combat with automation, but I, I wanted him to be able to talk about a lot more. I thought that he would be able to say a lot more. I thought we'd have at least, you know, five or six different clips from him, but we really sort of got one. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that was their response is that, you know, well, we had to start at the top and sort of show deference to the people polling the highest. Oh, I don't understand uh, the the that could be. But 
you know, when people start to interrupt sure. and then you reward them with an extra 30 second rebuttal sure. because they've interrupted, that doesn't seem fair. It's almost like it's you're tyranny. You're, it, it's tyranny. Yeah. And it's um, it's it's almost as if you're uh, you're rewarding them for for for, for not for, for bad behavior. It's you like know? that loud kid who gets to take over the minivan because <laughs> the parent. <laughs> The parent can't stop driving. You know, they won't turn around and, like, get the kid. And so the kid gets to do everything. The other kids are crying. The bully kid. Wow. I think the first, to my surprise, the first bully I saw in there was uh, the first bully kid, I guess, to stay on analogy at least, was uh, Kirsten Gillibrand was right out of the gate. Her and that really young guy whose name I can't remember, but he kept talking about the stuff. Yeah, with the hair. Anyway, I know we're (laughs) off topic of UBI a bit. But they were just, those two in particular, it just annoyed me. They were that kid in the back. And sort of like you look back and you're like, oh, he's a cute kid. Kid looks like us. Was, you know, but then at some point you go, I can't stand this kid. You know, even if it's your own kid. You, you think of the kid as cute because the kid looks like you. But you still just don't like the kid. Anyway. Um, so do you, do you think we're winning, though, at least a little bit in pushing out the the idealism and the activism of universal base can come from the last debate. Like, is the Yang gang growing at all in anyone's opinion? Are you seeing anything different, anything on the internet? I know I'm getting a lot of hits from Yang gang people on the internet because now it seems that they're looking for other people who are running. So, I read that 100,000 new fo- new new yeah. people joined Yang Gang yeah, yeah, after yeah. the debate. Get out of here. I read that. Okay, I didn't read no, that. No, and one. he sent an email... Uh, and I mean, the next day, explaining then he was very, I mean, it was very interesting for him. I think he, he gained a lot so he did uh, gain some. Uh, on uh, on feedback and, and support and, yeah. I hope that some of the folks drop out that he acquires their folks. But um, I will say, yeah, we even, like, my campaign has been growing uh, eff- almost effortlessly from people who I think these people already know what UBI is. They already know about universal basic income and they want it. And so they've been coming. I've had at least two dozen hits in my inbox on Twitter with folks folks asking, do I like Andrew Yang? And I'll send them a picture like, yeah, you know, we like Andrew Yang, of course. <laughs> um, and then they'll text back. like, And we see it like a, and it's small donations. It's like a dollar, five dollars. But those are the ones you want. You yeah. know, we can get a hundred thousand people with a dollar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't win presidency with that, but you can blow a congressional campaign out of the water with that. And so, you know, we're looking to do whatever we can to see his momentum scale. And I think that brings us right back to really the activism we came together talking about, which was that there needs to be an adjacent movement to the Yang Gang that is endowed in its ability to speak about universal basic income you know across the board uh separately from us big etc just a real a punch you in the face group i'm sorry i'm I'm always a bit aggressive which i always feel a little guilty about um because i feel like maybe like diana someone's gonna tell me like you need to like bring it down i think i think you're completely right uh the question is are there young people young gang or are the ubi gang yeah Um, right it's right are you with him or and it may Oh, we'll keep going because you make me think about what you just said it's with same, Bernie earlier. Yeah, yeah, you don't want him to go away. with the Bernie, Bernie because Bernie yes. built us movement. It was just the Bernie movement. Yeah. It wasn't it's, the it, healthcare it, movement yes. or the whatever. Yes, exactly. So what, whoever will be successful to provide the same message sure. will use this power. 
or yeah. fast moving? Dave? No, but this is a problem with, for the Democrat. This is a problem for the left in general. I think in the US, it's always Let's targeting. Kind of it's yeah. always targeting the political story, and then when the political story is done, then everybody go home, and then you have an empty space mm. forever. Where the Republicans have, have another level of work, who is more connected to institution, sure. where they organize and keep the issue running uh, permanently. I mean, they always have the discussion on uh, women rights and then the, and then abortion, and then I mean, they keep going and going. I think, and and so I think for us, uh, UBI has to be a discussion, grassroots discussion, and people should organize on the issue, and they should. I mean, and, and you have many, many issues like this who should be covered independently if you have election or not. I mean, election are once, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, not the, it's not the story. It's the end of the... No, I, d I agree with you 100%. I think some of the work that we've been doing aside from all this is I was just excited that the, uh, you know, NA Big con uh, Congress was here in Harlem because I was able to leverage that, even just the web collateral, the website, the social media to say to local politicians who have, you know, plenty more elections other than us. And, you know, New York is so big. To be a city council member in New York is like being a Congress member in any other city. Yeah. You know, my neighborhood alone is bigger than Cleveland, uh, the, the whole city uh, right now. And it's only a fraction of my congressional district. But Harlem is bigger than Cleveland. And it was yesterday. And it was days before that. And so I think the deal is you're right to keep the keep the activism going. But is it possible to do that from a PR standpoint? Because I think when, when folks, everyone disperses, it's they're not getting the articles anymore. So they're not getting the, there's a sort of gamification that, that happens organically. I know that's a technical term about how we constantly update and prod people to interact with tech. But culture, I think before gamification was a thing, culture would say, if something was top of mind, then I would come and tap you on the shoulder and want to talk to you about it in a coffee shop at dinner, wherever. Uh, so is it possible without the focus of media around a political campaign to keep any movement running? I think we've seen a few movements d do that, but it hasn't happened often. I mean, Black Lives Matter sort of still does it. Um, Me Too still does it. But at the same time, they find articles or stories to tell in cycle. What I would ask to all of you, because I, I feel like all four of you sit at different parts of the universal basic income conversation. Is it possible to continually editorialize in your different factions either why UBI is necessary, uh, how UBI works, who it's affecting? Is it possible to do that once a month? Is it possible you sit in four different factions? Is it possible for four different stories to be told every month, at which point we have something to share and talk about at the dinner table or at the water cooler or over a coffee. Because if, if that's not the real effort of organizations or organizers who are establishing organizations, then I think it, it really can fizzle out. I mean, Yang Gang has done a great job of branding Yang with the word gang. Even for my campaign, I've been trying to think of, I don't have a, nothing goes with Keith, like even the <laughs> JFK thing that we do, I don't have like a, it's already too many syllables, you know. Trust me, we have tried. We're like, what can we, what can we do? Your name is too ugly. So, what, what do you think? Like, what do you? But do people know about what yeah. universal basic income is? I mean, I may know about it, but does the community know about no. it? I think, right. Oh, go ahead. I mean, we go have ahead. to let 
everybody know what universal basic income is, the breakdown and um, how is it going to affect you, sure. how it could be used. You know, it's $1,000 tax-free. You could use it paying your bills, taking care of your family, do what you have to do. You know, yeah. you may be in a situation where you could easily pay that bill, yeah. your rent, your phone bill. You know, you could even spoil your family with it. Yeah, you so my concern, so my concern is, does the community know about what universal basic income is? How are we going to reach out to the community in all five boroughs, even out of state? Yeah. So that's my concern. Uh, different organizations, they may, oh, what is that? Uh, uh, we may have to do a PowerPoint. Yeah. You know, reach it out to the community. You know, do a lot of outreach about this. This is the movement right now. Yeah. Universal basic income. I've been saying this for quite a while. Yeah. Quite a while. Ever since I met Diana, I like the term universal basic income. You like those three words? Yes, I do. Okay. Like the universal. Part. Yeah, the universal, universal is very important. The um, one thing that I I don't know if there's any hard data on on percentages, but just I know that I know that just empirically from where you know if you if you spoke when you go into a room of of people, just any any venue that's not a universal basic income venue. And you ask people if they know what it is. Far more people say yes they now. Do. They do. Than, You're right. Than used to be. It's it's I'm more shocked. like yeah. It's it's really surprising. Even um, people making money. Mm, yeah. yeah. So <coughs> so I think in that sense we've we've come a and long like way. It. And yeah. of course, but of course the the funny thing is like to Maria's point, right? You can also go into a place like for example when we went into the three 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 Broadway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of people showed up who had never heard of it. Yeah, so, yeah. so the fact that more people than ever know what a universal basic income is and know something about that it, it's been around for, um, for for a long time, yeah, and that yeah. it was attempted to, you know, that legislation was attempted um, in the um, in the seventies uh, and all of that stuff. It doesn't mean that there isn't a ton of outreach and education to do. Yeah. We do have a moment, though, as you're saying, because we have we have Andrew Yang running on on a UBI platform. So yeah. every couple every day, millions of people are reading about this. They are. Yeah. And we have a lot. You know, we we have a lot more awareness. So we're in a really good place right now. Yeah. I, I'm a technical guy. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's uh, the question of technical ability to reach people uh, and uh, we can micro-target everybody. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's really structured. The, 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 the media now is structured. It's not... It's, not it's just like a fee. Th You're right. There's, there's a different media. There's a, there's a community media, you can call it, called meetup.com. People will meet, and yep. you can also like address them. On, on And you know what they want, right? If I like run 2,000 people strong developers group, I can ask them about... Uh, how UBI is developing right now on tech from technical point of view from from a blockchain you know or, or if I'm, I run like 3000 people uh social impact I can ask them how UBI will social will, will impact uh uh the city or, or or the state so for me it's or or you said you collected like you did petitioning right mm -hmm. uh so do you know like if you put your petition on uh, change.org yeah. it's a purely technical uh, yes, feature yeah yeah and you ask your um your neighbors that know you very well yeah. uh please check this ch this box 
to send your message to all of your Gmail account uh, contacts. Friends. Yeah, yeah friends. Yeah. yeah, and you amplify your petition. You just mm. have the same conversation one-on-one, but mm. when the, they check this uh, checkbox, you amplify it like 100 or 1,000, mm-hmm. yeah. depending on how much they, they are. There. Yeah, change.org is a much yeah. more dynamic. So platform. this, yes. this yeah. technical yeah. Uh, reach, is th- it's not 100% effective. It's not even 10% effective, but it's like still x100 or you know x10 or x100 it's it's amplifying your message I'm so let's use this this uh, new technical uh, possibilities yes. to scale mm-hmm. the movement so yeah. i think with that said folks we got to um wrap up it's, it's almost 6 30 but what i'll leave on is by next week we will know when the basic income march will be yeah. um we know that it will be between the Bronx and Manhattan, yeah. and we're going to call people from aclo- across the globe to participate. And I think it's really an opportunity to organize all of these new orgs to proliferate. Obviously, as a registered political candidate, I am not working with any of you to structure your organizations. But I would encourage everyone to establish endowed orgs I mean, with people, with warm bodies in the orgs that will exist to make sure that this universal basic income argument does not fizzle away when one identifiable leader fizzles away in the way that Alexi mentioned uh, the Bernies and and the hippies and the yogis from 2016. But, Diane? I just wanted to say that maybe um, just in the interest of FAQs, you know, for people who want them, uh, they could go to uh, usbig.net. Usbig.net, yep. They could also go to... um, basicincomeaction.org. Yep. Or basicincome.nyc. Uh, no, no oh, we no. don't have FAQs on our website. Okay. So um, basicincomeaction.org has FAQs. Yep. And um, also uh, there's the uh, Basic Income Week website. So basicincomeweek.org, usbig.net, or basicincomeaction.org. Yeah. And you Go to those to learn how to get money. Yes. Let's do that. That your team can affect my cream Golden, platinum, plaques Since I stepped on the scene I mean Keep the scene Jacuzzi full of women She hitting me and him and him Much love like Wimbledon Watch the screaming killer I'm overseas in my villa The mama suit's nothing illa Plain switch the plan Cop the Lexus land Seek gutter Rockefeller, four hundreds and feather Loose seeds, push beads With five in his eyes Knock and knock, go cry by Mary Blige I die for my back and steel Chicken heads with sex appeal Reveal sexual acts up in the chocolate dime, watch the mafia shine. Uh, uh, girls, get your own, can't uh, touch a dime of mine. And if you don't stop, then we won't stop. Continuous leader, uh, you can be as good as the best of them, but as bad as the worst. So don't test me. You better move over. You can be as good as the best of them, but as bad as the worst. So don't test me. Yeah, move over. Yeah, uh, uh. Big mama, keep it.
keys in Tijuana. Some call me Donna. Karen or Armani. Gas for the Panana. For brown nose crushers. Cat killing lovers. Ignorant mother. Drop a bins on me. This honey's got to. Sweet pinata. Six shots. Little Kim the Black. Erica Kane. And who remains in Chanel frames in animals of all kinds. Russian Fendi sables with matching pool tapes. We delay mafia. Am I in my shoes by Gucci? I be eating sushi, playing with my counting Lucci. I got banks to rob, convertible softs. I'm married to the mob. And if you don't stop, then we won't stop. Continuously to get You can be as good as the best of them, but as bad as the worst. So don't test me. You better move over. Frank White, the Desperado, used to rock the all-black Movado, the all-black El Dorado, all that and the bottle of Dawn Peak. Uh. Can't harm me, I keep the army. It's Brooklyn in the house. Without a doubt, uh. I'm the rapper with clout. Everybody yap about, check it out. Guns are bustin'. Problems with my wife, don't discuss them. Coops and lead jets, I lust them. Fingerprints, I dust them. Uh. Recent address, what? stuck you for your stash and your pissy mattress. Uh. Your mom's an actress, didn't wanna show me the safe. It's okay, she was old anyway. I display uh. hot 97 round ready. Cop Mac 11 line steady. Uh. Like Tevin Campbell, I'm ready uh. to do what I do. Continuously You can be as good as the best of them But as bad as the worst So don't test me You better move over You can be as good as the best of them CR 90.3 FM, New York